0: So it's the 9th of August 2021. We set our hearts on training these jittas, these minds of ours. And we do this. We engage in this mental training uh, for the sake of giving rise to correct knowledge. Because the mind which is trained well brings us happiness. But if we don't train our minds, then what happens, and what, in fact, are these minds? What is ajitta? Well, it's an element which receives and cognizes all of the impressions that come in through the six senses, and when it gains knowledge of those, when it receives those, if it has intelligence and wisdom, then suffering won't arise. But a mind without knowledge, um, one with delusion, it will give rise to suffering. So all phenomena, all dhammas, have causes and conditions which bring them about. And this is a teaching which Venerable Asaji passed on to Venerable Upatissa, as he was known then, or Venerable Sariputta. And back then, Venerable Upatissa, he was a wanderer. And he received this teaching that all phenomena have causes which bring them about. And the Buddha, he taught about what, about their causes and about their cessation as well. And so all dhammas, all phenomena have arising, persisting and ceasing as their nature. Their eyes, they stay, they cease. Their eyes, they stay, they cease. And if we see this clearly, then we see the Dhamma. But it's that our minds, they don't perceive things in this light. And the mind afflicted by delusion will see all of this as being me and mine. It takes everything to be me, to be mine. takes possession over it all in this way. So people in this current day, if they have intelligence, they're able to look after themselves well, and look after their minds well. They can train their own minds so that wisdom arises within them. And this wisdom is able to solve all of the suffering there within their hearts. It's able to cure all of their worries and anxieties. And if they develop any illness, then they have the mindfulness and wisdom to be able to take care of their minds, look after their minds through that illness. They see the suffering in the hearts of other people, the difficulties that they're going through. And kindness and compassion arises within them, wishing to free those beings from suffering. And so they give. They give the energy of their bodies the energy of their mindfulness and wisdom, and also their wealth. And we help each other out in this way, help each other out bit by bit, what we can do. And through this, through each of us lending a hand, we're able to survive, our societies are able to make it through this. But if everyone is just selfish, then this leads to deterioration, degeneration, and those people who don't have wisdom will use these situations to take advantage of one another. And that's just normal for people to be that way. There's no need to complain about them. It's just nature that some people are this way. Nature that, or well, natural, so that this knowing element that doesn't have knowledge, um, when it receives These impressions um, that come through the six senses, problems arise, and that's due to the delusion that's within them. But this delusion, it's not self as well. It's yet another phenomena which arises, stays for a bit, and then ceases. But the problem arises when this mind becomes a slave to this delusion, and it has an understanding which is incorrect. And so everything that this mind does is in service for towards the self. We do everything for ourselves. And um, this just creates um, rightness. And we don't understand that this isn't the right way. The mind in the state is... So this just creates darkness. So the mind in this state is dark, it's not radiant at all. But for those people who are virtuous, then they have bright minds, they've got this goodness there within their minds. So it's um, very difficult these days for many people. There are many folks going through great hardship, trying to find food, trying to make a living such as those who have the occupation to uh, drive. And uh, and it's difficult for them to find customers. And um, sometimes they may get really stressed uh, due to their jobs. Other people may get ill. And so other people, they may get so despondent or stressed that they can't find a way out, they can't find a path out of this and so they destroy their own lives. But really it's not necessary to take our lives, because we're going to have to die anyway. And rather we should use what we have left of this life to build up goodness. And we can think that we're just here for this one day. So during the space of this single day, we try to build up as much goodness as we can, we try to train our minds. Because if we leave these minds in an untrained state, they'll always be following all of the impressions that they experience. And this has been the case for many, many lives already. And it's not able to free us from suffering, it just um, creates more suffering for us. So we must see that delusion is there within the jittas, the minds of all beings. And the Buddha had such great profound kindness and compassion to want to help all of us out. But if he was able to use his psychic powers or use his samadhi to destroy this delusion within the minds of beings, then he would have done that already. He would have extracted the delusion out of the mind of every single being. Uh, But it's not possible um, for him to do this. The Buddha, he pointed out the way, that he told us um, how to proceed. But each person, each individual, needs to practice for themselves. So he pointed out this path. He planted this orchard, this fruit orchard, And the fruits have already, um, grown. They've already, they're already there. And so someone comes and they tell us about this orchard. They tell us to go there and to eat. And all we have to do is to travel. But in order to travel there, we need to do this by ourselves through our own efforts. So the Buddha, he put in all this work already. And um we don't need to do this work, all we need to do is walk there and eat the fruits of his labor. But it's due to the delusion within the hearts of beings um, that they think that what they have already, the situation that they're in already, then that's good, it's good enough. They're satisfied with what they have, they're pleased in all of the sights and sounds, and um, tastes, odours, touches that they experience. They find pleasure in gain and praise and status and pleasure. But they don't see that these things are unstable. These things are not for sure. They don't see that when the mind goes and attaches to these things, then we'll have to be born and die again and again. So therefore we must work to train our minds in order for knowledge and brightness to arise within them. And when this this radiance appears within the heart, then delusion uh, reduces all by itself. So we don't need to destroy delusion, but rather what we do is give rise to knowledge, and this delusion will disappear on its own accord. So Lumpa he once gave uh, a very good teaching, a teaching that he put very well, he said that actually the defilements, we don't destroy them. and It's just like a fire um, that's there. But if we don't add straw to the fire, then the fire will go out all by itself. So these defilements, they're still there. They still exist, but they're not able to affect the heart in any way. These feelings of liking and disliking are still there. There's pleasure and displeasure, it's still there. But they're not able to affect the heart, they're not able to hold sway over it. That we still experience all of these um, sense impressions. All of these things still come in through the six senses. It's not the case that they're not there at all within the mind. So when I listened to Lumpa explained explain this, I gained an understanding to one degree, but as I carried on meditating, then the understanding that I had in this grew deeper. Eventually you could see that these sense impressions are merely sense impressions, the mind is merely the mind, and the two don't mix together, just like water and oil, with the waters there floating on the top. So if our minds are peaceful, then we gain a degree of knowledge into this. And we see how these sense impressions and thoughts are still there, but the mind doesn't go and attach to them. And there's an inner ease that arises due to this. And we also see how in the beginning, when the sense impressions gain entry, then the mind just chases after all of them. And even though we don't want for the mind to do that, still it goes and does it all the same, because it lacks sufficient energy to be able to restrain itself. It doesn't have the power necessary. So what we need to do is to train our minds to give them this power, so that they can be strong, these powers gain strength within the mind. So there's this pala, this power of mindfulness, the power of faith, and that's something that we all have, this firm intention, to really train ourselves to sincerely do this, to bring up this persistence and effort. So it's similar to athletes and how they train themselves. You see how there's um, a springboard diver of the age of just 14, and she um, has practiced every single day. Um, diving from these ten-meter boards, and so she practices um, on land um, about two hundred times uh, per day, and then she practices diving into water a hundred twenty times a day. So the number of times that she's practiced in total is over a hundred thousand. She's just fourteen, but she's able to train herself like this, and she's able to win an Olympic gold medal. And that arises through the sincerity that she's put into her training. And the sincerity has come from the gratitude that she has towards her mother, because her mother is sick and she wishes to get the money to help to um, treat her mother's illness. So this is a real sincere and deep gratitude that she has within her heart, that she's able to put this effort in. And we see that if we put effort in, then we need to succeed at what we're doing. But it's not the case that if we just sit around complacently, then we'll get there. We do need to train. So bringing this mind to, into a state of samadhi, making it firm, well-established, um, this requires our training, and to prevent it from following after, to chasing all of these sense impressions. But when we can do this, then the mind will gain wisdom. It will gain knowledge that's up to speed with um, with what's going on. Knowledge into the nature of instability or change, of stress, of not-self. But it's not the case that if we don't train ourselves at all in samadhi, then it can just arise, just like that. It does require our determination so all of us have this faith, and then we use that faith to set our goals, to really practice. And we need to to be sincere, to be determined that we are going to get there, to put in this effort. And for us, we've for the monks, we've dropped everything in this world already, and we've tossed this aside and come to ordain. And for those, laity, that you have really set your hearts on this path of practice already, on training these minds well. And so we should take it that that's what we're going to do in this life. We're going to train in samadhi, and to make the mind still, to make it peaceful. And so we can do this through chanting the recollection of the Bodhari Tipi a 108 times, and making sure that throughout the day we establish our mindfulness, maintain our mindfulness in the body, in the feelings, in the mind, in Dhamma. And every day we do this, we maintain this mindfulness, we try to make our samadhi firmly established. And um, initially, though, it can be quite difficult, this training. There can be a lot of scatteredness going on within the mind a lot of thinking, a lot of proliferation. And we try to keep the mind with the breath, but it just won't stay there. It goes and thinks. So we should take these thoughts and use them for contemplation. Recollecting the Buddha, for instance, and thinking about his great kindness and compassion, his great purity, his great wisdom. And through this, the heart becomes full of ease, becomes full of joy, and a degree of peace arises within it. Or we can think about this body and how it's a collection of earth, water, fire and air. And when we separate these elements out, and then we'll see that it's just something that's inconstant, that's stressful and not self. We see the body break apart. But it's not like when we're doing this that there's kind of a mental image that we're looking at, it's thoughts that we're using for this reflection. But we just carry on doing this, thinking about this, thinking about this, contemplating in this way until peace becomes established within the mind. And then when peace is established, then we can contemplate further, bringing it to more stillness, to more peace. So we try to do this every day, we just carry on doing it frequently Mm -hmm. without stopping, And just like these athletes who train themselves, and train themselves every day. And then even if they win a competition, they need to carry on training for the next competition. They do it without stop. So for us, we carry on abandoning all harmful things, giving rise to skillfulness and making the mind pure. And we do this sincerely, we set our hearts on that. If we're feeling lazy, then we do it. If we're feeling energetic, we do it. For us monks, we're very fortunate. We have the lay people supporting us. And we see that it's really difficult um, to come about alms food these days because we can't go an alms round. But we're very fortunate that the laity from within this country, from overseas, have um kindly offered um, money in order to support all of us. And it's really not diffi- not easy for people to come about uh, or to gain this money in this present day. And for some people, to just get enough money to be able to eat, it's very difficult for them. It's like those who drive cars and they may... Um, die due to their occupation, but for us, we for us monks, we've received the support from the laity, and so we should establish our efforts, really bring up the sense of zeal. And so, as practitioners, we contemplate a lot. We put in our efforts a lot. We think back and forth, back and forth about this body as something that is unstable, is something that is stressful. And through this peace arises. And we can watch the breath as it comes and goes, and joy, happiness can arise due to this. And when the mind is in this state, then reflection becomes something that's quite easy to do, that we can gain this clarity of insight. So we should really train ourselves, really set our hearts on this, that we have the faith already, so we should be determined, we should set our hearts trying to bring about this mindfulness, making our samadhi better, so that wisdom and knowledge arises little by little. There's a sense of ease, lightness within both the body and the mind. And when the mind is in this state, um, well, then this comes back, and this grows and increases the faith that we have. And sometimes the mind just suddenly gathers together we see into the true nature of the Dhamma. And we can perceive how all the people in this world are travelling steadily towards their death, that every minute that passes by, people are travelling towards death. And we see how no one is able to take anything in this world beyond uh, the death. So what's the point in getting angry? What's the point in being greedy? What's the point in being deluded? And wouldn't it be better to use our time to build up goodness? And so if we see into the nature of the world clearly, then we gain this feeling. In the scriptures, the Buddha gave the simile, it's like four mountains that are crushing in, steadily moving closer to us. And in no long time, in just seven days, they'll reach us. And no one is able to escape. No one will be able to survive. So therefore, what should we do? So we need to think in this way. Or we can think that if we get COVID and we're lying in the hospital in a coma, just by ourselves, what will we do then? And if we die, no one's going to see our face again. Because people die from this virus, and then they put them into a bag, they seal them up, and then they set them on fire. So it's really not sure. And none of us really knows, um, whether this is going to arise for us or not. We don't know who this is going to happen to. And so we should be cautious, we should be careful. But for us, um, we have these lives, and so we use the time that we have to meditate. And because we just don't know how long these lives are going to last for, we don't know how much time we have left, and so we shouldn't be heedless. So we can try this out, try thinking in this way, and practice along these lines. And then when the mind gathers together, We see into the nature of the Dhamma, the nature of truth. We see how everyone in this world is moving towards their death. That no one owns this world. There's just arising and ceasing, arising and ceasing. And we can see things in this way. And when we perceive the world in this light, then the thought may come up, well, what do we want in this world? That everyone needs to die, I need to die. And there's nothing that we can take along with us. No one owns this world. No one owns anything within the world. And none of us stay here for long. We claim ownership over the things of this world. But really, we just stay here temporarily. They belong to us, just temporarily and only conventionally. But people are deluded by these conventions. In truth, however, no one owns anything. No one's able to take anything. So we contemplate like this frequently. And we should set our hearts on building up goodness, raising goodness, because that is something that we're able to take past death. But for those who are lacking wisdom, then they'll just act selfishly. And that selfishness is also something that we're able to take past death. All of the bad deeds that we've created, these then push the mind into its next birth, its next realm of existence. And it pushes it lower and lower. So we need to try to close off these realms of woe. And we do that through following the path of virtue, collectedness and wisdom and taking this as the principles for our practice, the principles that will allow us to destroy destroy the defilements. So for all of us, we have this faith within our hearts already, and we have this determination. So may everyone practice and meditate to uh, the fullness of our energy and of our efforts.